welcome everyone for this sixth episode of the Vending Expert Talks. And this time I have Rachel Black with me, um, founder of Good Ghosting. So we're streaming this live on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, and we're also recording this for Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And just a small reminder why we do this, why we do the Vending Expert Talks is because we want to inspire this generation of Web3 builders with great stories by great minds like Rachel's mind. So I'll be picking your brain uh, on a lot of topics, uh, DeFi related and gamification related. And the main topic of this talk is going to be about how to make DeFi consumer focused. So everyone, you can also ask your questions. We will cover your, your questions at the end of this talk. Um, you can just ask your questions by putting them in the chat and we will see them popping up here. Um, and yeah, um, I'm super excited, uh, Rachel, to have you here. We've never met in real life, but I have the feeling that I know you from chatting in Telegram and following the Good Ghosting project. And yeah, great job on, the, on, on this, by the way. So. If you want to introduce yourself, uh, explain a little bit about your background in life, in crypto, where you're from, uh, and then, yeah, maybe uh, introducing good ghosting already. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, just first of all, like, thank you for inviting me on. It's a real, real pleasure to be here. And yeah, it's all about the, uh, in this industry, it's all about the Telegram life, the Discord life, um, the people that you meet <laughs> URL, which I'm sure we will meet um, at, a, at one of the so. conferences soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now everything's opened up. Um, but yeah, as I said, my name is Rachel. I'm the, the founder of Good Ghosting. Um, so like my background has been in, before founding Good Ghosting, my background has in, been in development. I was a, a front-end developer, also worked a bit with Node, um, but then found myself dipping into more and more into crypto in uh, 2017. Um, so I got involved in um, sort of developer relations on the, on the crypto side of things. So I was working for a number of companies there um, moved over to Berlin, where I'm based out of now. Uh, so I worked for a company okay. called Lisk. Um, but yeah, now I'm basically doing, um, yeah, founding Good Ghosting, um, which maybe it's good for me to just jump in and give uh, the listeners yeah. a little bit of context uh, of what Good Ghosting is and, and what we do, especially yes. if they haven't heard of the, the project before. Um, so basically, uh, so Good Ghosting, we're basically building gamified savings um, on DeFi. So our kind of... Our belief is that if you can save regularly and you can demonstrate that, you should get something more for that. You should get a, a little reward for that. Um, and we're exploring different ways to do that, different avenues of gamification that, that facilitate that. Um, so we have actually quite a number of pools uh, live at the moment. We launched our first one back in June, our closed beta back in June this year. And so far, I think we've had around uh, like 15 pools launch live now. Um, at, both on um, Polygon and we've also recently launched on Seller as well. Um, so we've got these social saving pools. And basically, I can give you just an outline of how the kind of our MVP version one of our, our saving pools works. So yeah, basically, it works, it works like this. Like you join the pool and you have, a final, you have the goal that you're going to make a certain number of deposits for a certain length of time. So, for example, we launched one on Polygon on Tuesday which was running for five weeks, and you had to make a deposit of 10 die uh, per week, four times. Uh, and it was just an extra waiting round at the end just to generate some more interest. So you're you're coming to the pool, you're making your deposits. Uh, you could be using Veenly Wallet, which is probably like, you know, one of the most user-friendly and easiest way to onboard uh, with. Um, yeah, making the, <laughs> we'll talk about that more in a bit, uh, but you can use Veenly Wallet to, um, to onboard, um, to, pay your deposits. Um, and as long as you hit all of your deposits, uh, you've kind of pretty much won. You're a good saver. That's awesome. That's what we want you to do. Um, if you did miss a deposit because something came up, like, you know, you didn't have internet um, access, blah, 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 life happens. We know that. It is no loss. So, like, you're always going to get your principal back. So, in this case, it would have been a case of, uh, like, 40 died. You'll get that back. But we actually, what we do in the pool is we move those deposits as they come in to come in onto somewhere that they're going to generate some extra yield and, and interest. So at the moment on uh, on Polygon, we're using Aave. So it's generating some extra interest. Then at the end, we can say, if you're a good saver, you have all of those goals. Awesome. Great. That's what we want you to do. You're going to get a slice of the interest. Um, so typically, we do see around like 20 to 25% of people drop out. So you will get a high interest than if you go directly to Ave yourself. 
Um, and also, of course, you're getting that like nudge and that incentive to save because something that we noticed, something that I've noticed in my own personal life is that, you know, often we set ourselves like financial goals and aspirations and we don't always follow through on them. So like we're trying to build like a gamified uh, system that's going to basically encourage saving. Um, so that's one part of it. And we're also um, experimenting with NFTs. And I think NFTs are going to become incrementally more important to, to what we do. Um, we issue NFTs. So if you are a good uh, saver and you also get the interest, you're also going to get like a really nice NFT as well. And that's going to that's going to become more kind of enmeshed in what we do as, as, as we evolve over time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I have one of the NFTs. I did the, the Paris uh, pool uh, when it was like the, the, um, the Ethereum conference in Paris. I joined that pool for four weeks with the 20 die per week. And now I get the shiny uh, NFT from uh, from Paris. So that's, uh, yeah, it's super cool. But and how did you came up with that idea? And from from your background, you, you, you suddenly started exploring DeFi and then, and then thought about, yeah, let's do saving pools and let's gamify them. Or how did you come up with this? Yeah, it's a good question. And actually, it has like a very crypto native origin story because it all kind of, it all kicked off at a hackathon and it was the East London hackathon in 2020, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like the last in-person event that anyone was able to attend. Uh, so it was, uh, it took part in that hackathon um, and we kind of had a team, we sort of ideated it, we came up with this idea. We basically wanted to build something that was, um, so I guess in DeFi, you do see that there's a lot of um, protocols and a lot of products that are really great if you're like a whale, for example, or there's like a lot of things that are great for people who are kind of like doing this full time. But we really wanted to build something that was going to be still useful and meaningful, even if you don't necessarily want to put like, or you don't have access to like, you know, six figure sums to put in or, or whatever. Um, we want to make something that would be accessible to kind of an average person and dealing with like smaller amounts. So that's when we came up with this, uh, this kind of mechanism um, and just basically focusing around the idea of, you know, if you save regularly, you should get something a little bit extra. Um, and it was also at that hackathon that we came up with the name and it was a little bit of a 4 a.m. in a hackathon um, inspiration. Because um, I know sometimes people are like, ghosting, like, what is that? Why would you, you know, ghosting is not a good thing. Um, like, no, it's not. Normally ghosting is, is a bad thing. We all kind of, you know, we know about ghosting on Tinder and, and whatever. Um, but the, of course, with good ghosting, if you're in a pool and other people drop out, you get their interest. So it is it is a good way to get ghosted and, you know, just wanted to just have a little pun there. So that's kind of, that's the origin, origin of good ghosting. Um, yeah. So go to hackathons. That's also would be my advice to people who are interested in the space. Like good things can come out of hackathons for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you as well for, um, for the best piece of advice that you give, could give people that fall in, uh, into this rabbit hole and the DeFi rabbit hole. And it's the first one that the first time when someone says, yeah, go to hackathons. Um, so yeah, it's great to hear. And I believe that Ethereum is doing a lot of hackathons, um, in all kinds of cities around the world. So yeah, I'm pretty sure for people to want to get in to DeFi, mm. there are many possibilities. Um, what, what, um, Okay, a hard question now, Rachel. Sorry for this. <laughs> to kick it off. Go for it, um, shoot. Well, <laughs> what is DeFi for you today and what will DeFi be uh, in five years? Yeah, so this is a good question. So I think, I mean, DeFi does mean different things to different people. Uh, for me, like DeFi would be any sort of kind of financial product, protocol, um, application that's built on top of um, a distributed blockchain. So, I mean, of course, we've seen that like, in the you know the ethereum ecosystem and say broadly and i would also you know include um other change like polygon and and you know cello also in that kind of evm space as well um there's been a huge amount of innovation over the last two to three years um you know everything from like stable tokens to you know lending platforms like ave um all sorts of different ways that people can kind of manage their crypto and manage their funds in, in really new and innovative ways. Um, there's varying levels of decentralization. I know that there's always like a, a debate around, uh, you know, how some of these projects, how decentralized are they? And, and I actually think it's actually a lot of projects may be starting off 
with a team, maybe they start off a little bit more centralized, but they're building still on, on this blockchain technology. Um, and then over time it becomes like progressively more decentralized. And I, I'm a big, I'm a bit big advocate for that because I think it makes a lot of sense, like in terms of actually building and delivering. Um, so I think in five years time, um, we're actually going to see, there's going to be like a huge, um, you know, the wealth of like opportunities in DeFi is going to be massive because one of the things that I think is, is quite unique about this ecosystem is it's very composable. Like for example, we could just build on Aave. Like we didn't need to go and ask for their permission. Um, you know, we do have good relationships with Aave. They've, you know, they've given us a grant and, and, you know, we definitely like um, support what they do, but anyone can like just tap into any kind of DeFi protocol and, and build on top of it. So as we kind of build out more like primitives and more stuff gets built on top of that, it's just going to kind of evolve in, in, in new and fascinating ways. And I think, you know, sort of good ghosting can be definitely part of that. Um, I think that's really interesting. And I think so in five years time, we're going to see that there will be more things built on top of the protocols that we're seeing now. Um, I also think we're going to see like more decentralization and, and we're seeing like a lot of the projects, you know, that initially did start off, um, you know, more team based and now moving to like a, a DAO, a decentralized um, autonomous organization to, to manage that. So I think that will definitely be a trend that we will see. Um, and I also think we're going to see like a kind of merger with, other aspects. So we're already seeing like with NFTs, it's kind of NFTs and DeFi is blending. Um, it would be really interesting to see how that pans out over the, you know, the next uh, five years or so. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting journey. I'm thinking um, a lot, you know, more decentralization, but also more collaboration and, and composability as well. All right, cool. Yeah, nice to um, share this view. Um, and I believe, yeah, same like today, a lot of businesses that will be DAOs in the future are more centralized now just to have that that, that vision or to have a, a goal and a trajectory on, on what they want to reach and then going little by little um, on a decentralized or being built on a decentralized manner. Um, about You talked briefly about um, the grant that you received from Aave. Um, mm. How difficult, like, like for people that are listening that want to build um, their project on on Aave or with the Aave protocol, how difficult would it be today to to get a grant from uh, from Aave? Um, so we got a grant last year, so I can't I can't speak for the process at the moment because I know they've actually got an Aave grants DAO. Um, so I think it's probably actually uh, matured and, and grown a lot since then as well. Um, but no, it was actually not not difficult at all. Like I think there's a, and I don't think it's true just for Aave. I think. You know, in the space as a whole, at the moment, we've gone through a massive bull run. Um, like, so there is definitely money in the industry. Um, so it's just kind of a, a case of like um, knowing what you're building on, getting in the Discord, chatting to the people. I think mm -hmm. most protocols now um, have some form of um, either ambassador program or grants program. So I think it's 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 not too hard. Um, and as long as you build something that's useful and, and you're bringing users in, it's, it's a win-win situation, um, which is really nice so yeah definitely if you are if you are looking to get into this space i would say dive into hackathons also take a look at like what grants are being um, issued from you know whichever protocols that you're kind of working with or interested in um, and there's a lot of potential right now there definitely is Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. Um, talking about users, you um, so you, you have, if I'm correct, around ten thousand uh, active players or users. Um, what is like most difficult, or what is the biggest challenge acquiring those users or retaining them? So acquisition versus retention. Um, what would be the main challenges that Good Ghosting has uh, has today? Yeah, so just to clarify on that, we've had um, just close to 8,000 uh, players interact with each pool. Um, so they may be actually unique addresses. It would be slightly less than that, but we've had like around 8,000 uh, people partake in those in those pools, which has been like really phenomenal to see that number come through. Um, in terms of growing the community, like it's a, uh, I mean, this is like um when it comes to like DeFi, and I think this is definitely also one of the differences between like DeFi and like fintech is is community, right? Um, it's it's all got to be, um, it is a kind of collaborative in a community space. Um, so we've done like a number of things with our community, like we've um, well we've we've collaborated with a number of different um, other projects um, and other 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 people in the space. So for example. Uh, this week, we just launched a pool in collaboration with another uh, Polygon game called uh, Crypto Coliseum. 
And also on Cello, we launched a game with the uh, Cello Punks uh, NFT. Um, and we've also done this with like, we've launched a game for like Bankless DAO. We've uh, collaborated with Mask Network, um, of course, with Beanly as well. Um, so I think being collaborative in terms of, of um, growing communities is, is the best way at the moment. I think there's a, a lot of potential for growth for all kind of projects. And it's not like we're in a nice space where we're not playing a zero sum game at the moment. It's the more opportunities we create for um, you know, users in the space, the more that they can do, the, the richer the space becomes and, and, and the more that people want to engage into it and it brings more people in. Um, so I think definitely being very collaborative um, is, is part of it. Um, and then also just creating like a, like having a fun environment on the Discord. Like we're very lucky in our community that we have some very talented community members who've done all sorts of like creative things like carved the like pumpkins with a good ghosting pumpkin. Uh, we had that for Halloween. And we also had like community members like doing blender work in really quite, um, quite impressive design work. We also ran some challenges. So we did uh, we did a number of different things. Like uh, we had a collaboration with like Cometh and naming spaceships. That was quite fun. Spaceships backstories. That was another good one. Um, and then also kind of drawing competitions and, and meme making as well. So I think we can, it's very different to kind of uh, growing marketing in a, a fintech project, I'd imagine, um, where you're not kind of not doing all these kind of crazy discord things. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, community is um, yeah super important, especially when when you look at DAOs or, or becoming a DAO. Then the DAO is built by the community. So it's um, I believe for for crypto products today, like the most important channel would be a good Discord community or a Twitter community. Uh, but then Discord is is just a great tool to organize everything and to have everyone uh, yeah, talking and 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 building together. And um, so how. Biggest is, is the Discord at this time, and is this for you? Is this somebody like full time working on the community side or being in the Discord, um, or is it the entire team that is active every day in Discord? Yeah, yeah. So that's a good question. Um, no, we don't have somebody full time, but we are actually hiring for that. So I've actually just written the job description this week. So I'm like, I'll, uh, if you're interested okay. and you're listening to this <laughs> and you want to uh, be a community manager, like ping me on Discord or on uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, it's definitely something we, you know, we want to grow in. Uh, so I think we have around, um, I think it's like around three and a half thousand uh, members in our Discord. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's it's uh, sort of grown quite a lot in the last year. So that's been amazing to see. Um, yeah, and then definitely all of the team is in there. We actually don't have a, I know some teams run with like a private Slack and then a Discord. We we do have private channels in our Discord, but we're always on Discord as a team. So that's been quite nice to kind of really make that the the hub of what we do. Because, I mean, we're a distributed team as well anyway. So kind of, I mean, Discord is the place yeah. to communicate really, isn't it? Um, so it's, yeah. Cool. Yeah, definitely. And um, talking about NFTs, you said briefly, DeFi and NFTs, there's going to be a lot of um, things that, that, that we can do on the DeFi level with NFTs. How, because Good Ghosting now is giving away those NFTs at the end of a pool, is there going to be any utility to it? Or how do you see the evolution of NFTs and DeFi coming closer together? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So, um, yeah, we're definitely uh, wanting to build this out more. Um, so we've we've been using NFTs since day one. Everyone who's completed a pool will have got an NFT from us at at some point, um, you'll notice that we've actually recently started working with a, uh, a really awesome uh, NFT artist who's doing some really beautiful blender work for us um, called Marley 3D. So that's been really good. Um, what I see happening is basically at the moment, it's it's a little bit superficial. You complete a pool and you get an NFT, uh, but we want to kind of morph it into something that's going to be more gamified in itself. So it's going to be like a more like a kind of, um, without saying too much, it will be more like your avatar that can kind of level up as you complete more pools and more more challenges. So that's kind of where we see it going. Um, and then, um, and I think it's also, it's it's quite nice with NFTs because they they can also represent like, you know, your personality, they can, your, your, your person, they can also be kind of a reputation element. And we've seen that like, you know, also with like, uh, projects like Poap, for example, um, 
So yeah, we're gonna we're, we're working on this right now, but I can't give away too much. But there's gonna be potential to level up, and then like the higher your like, we also introduced a GG school, um, which is a uh, we we if you've completed a um, game, you can actually go over to our, our website, and if you go to the leaderboard part, um, you should be able to. Um, check uh, you should be able to share like we're going to add the integration with beanly we've got it with metamask right now um, but you get a certain score based upon like how many pools that you've completed um so we're going to think about ways to kind of combine this with the nfts and and, and all sorts of creative things there as well um maybe you get access to special pools if you've got a certain score maybe you're going to be able to have certain privileges in the pool as well which we're, we're looking at as well Okay, it makes all sense. I'm, I'm showing for the people that are um, watching the live stream you. on social. Yeah. Uh, you can see here the leaderboard. Um, and I, I showed the spooky NFT uh, just earlier. And, and I imagine that is from the designer you recently worked with. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's looking really cool. It's like the 3D effect. And uh, yeah, only for this, even if it's like a gimmick, even if it was like just for a gimmick, I understand that people want to have this NFT um, in a portfolio. But uh, yeah, super excited to hear that um, there will be utility attached to the to the NFTs in the in the, in the near future. And um, yeah, if people want to follow like the the alpha leaks, where would they need to go? Is it on Twitter that you share those or in Discord? Discord is always going to be our first port of call. So like we always announce everything first on Discord, but then it would be Twitter after that. So like jump into Discord, um, then follow us on Twitter. Um, but yeah, okay. but I, I, I'm also curious. I know that like with uh, Vimi wallet, there's going to be a lot of um, NFT integrations within the wallet. So I'm curious to kind of also like ask a little bit more about the kind of developments yeah. that, that you guys are building over there. Yeah, well, um, like when we started with the with the wallet was in 2018, and uh, back then, yeah, NFTs weren't as popular as the regular, yeah, just the, the, the regular tokens or fungible tokens. But we like redesigned our wallet um, to show NFTs first. So when you come into your wallet, and you will see your portfolio of NFTs um, on the blockchain that you selected. Uh, but then in the, in the near future, we will have like complete revisited um, UI of the wallet. And then you will be able to see all the NFTs that you have on different chains. And from the wallet, you will be able to, within one click, to um, to put the items for sale on the, on the vending market. So this is how we yeah, vision to make NFTs really or give them a central space in, uh, in the venue wallet. Nice, nice. I mean, that's also great for us to hear because I mean, it definitely means we're kind of aligned in terms of like putting NFTs as quite a central thing that we do. So that would be great to yeah. see some of those good ghosting NFTs in the in the Vingly wallet. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe like a super small alpha leak, um, but it's going to be for next year, but we're working on your avatar as well on the Venly market. And the avatar is going to be linked to your portfolio. So you can choose a few avatar um, NFTs. So the good ghostings. Ah. NFT, NFTs could be like the avatars that you can select for uh, for the vending market. But um, more about this uh, next year probably because it's still a little bit early for us uh, to share this. Um, but back to um, to questions to you, Rachel. What are your main challenges um, today, or what are the main challenges of the DeFi market today? So what's keeping the mainstream users to yeah, let's say ditch banks and go all in on the on digital currencies or stable coins? Um, because with the high yields, like you, you can get three to five percent on uh, easily on on stable coins. So, what's keeping the main the mainstream mm. people to say, okay, all my money from my bank, let's go on the, on the Aave protocol or purchase stable coins and uh, and live from my yield? Yes, that's a good question. So, I think there's like a number of, of challenges, and I'm sure you'll kind of be familiar with these. I know that we see like Vimi is actually kind of uh, tackling like the user experience. Um, part of it at the forefront. And I think that's, I mean, that's constantly been a bit of a, a struggle in our industry. And I think it's, I mean, fundamentally, the, the, there's quite a lot of complexity to the uh, tech. And it's quite, um, when you're coming from a world where you're not used to like managing keys, it's not really intuitive, you know? So I think this is like something that um, that will kind of um, evolve. And I think, you know, there's, you know, every year there are improvements to the UX. I don't think it's not going to happen. I just think it does take time. Um, so of course, like, I mean, with Beanly, like it being a, 
kind of a regular web two star login, like with a password and, and, and email, like does actually make it a lot easier. Um, and I think there's also, you know, other, other wallets in the space that are also making that, uh, user experience a lot better. It's definitely getting better. Um, and I think also people's education is going to, um, improve as well. So I think it's, it will be kind of a little bit, maybe a little bit of meeting in the middle um, that will happen. Um, so the user experience is definitely one big part of it. Um, and especially like, you know, we start dealing with like multi-chain and, and you know, we've had so many. Um, so we've launched on, on Polygon and, you know, we have people like who've bought uh, Matic on Coinbase, but of course it's like Matic on Ethereum. And then you have to explain to them that's Matic on Ethereum. You need to now bridge it to, to Matic. Um, and that this is kind of, for somebody who's new, this is quite a um, mind blowing, but possibly not in the best way uh, experience. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, being able to buy, um, yeah, well, I guess being able to buy straight into Matic onto that blockchain is, is, is going to be, that really does help that, um, that user experience. Um, gas is also another bit of a pain point, but then also aside from user experience, of course, there is some, um, you know, regulatory, um, questions for the industry as a whole. Um, and I think that's going to be hopefully something that we can get like more clarity on, um, in a good way, I hope, um, over the next like five years or so. Um, and I think also people are a little bit, a little, still a little bit cautious because of course we've seen like everything that happened in, you know, 2017 and a lot of people have lost a lot of money from that. So I think people are still a little bit, um, hesitant to like put like, uh, you know, all of their money on. I would also not recommend for anyone to put all of their money into, into any one thing anyway. I think that would be bad advice anyway. Um, but I think we're seeing more people who are curious to experiment with a, a little bit of crypto and I don't know, do you know how it goes? You, you experiment with a little bit of crypto, but then suddenly it somehow becomes quite a high percentage of your net worth quite quickly um, in comparison to uh, like, you know, what you're getting in the bank. Um, so sometimes that happens as well. Um, but I think, it, I think it will get there. And I think, you know, particularly uh, with kind of newer generations coming through um, might even like, you know, teenagers today who may even just skip getting a bank account. I remember sort of when you were a teenager, that was quite a big like milestone and getting your ATM card and everything. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe it's going to kind of jump a bit. Maybe people will start to kind of be more open to it. Um, and then people will follow, I think. Um, but it, it's, it's always going to be, I think it's a very bubbly industry, whatever happens. Like we've seen that you know, in 2017, we're kind of seeing it with a little extent with NFTs as well at the moment. And I think almost maybe when it loses a little bit of volatility, that might actually make it easier for people to feel a bit more confident to enter the space. Yeah, totally agree. I love your vision on it. I, I would even say like when I talk about the new generation, I, I, I would even yeah, dare to argue that that they will be digital first and they will prefer a digital bank um, and a decentralized bank over a regular bank. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's still to be seen, of course, if, if, if this uh, level of adoption will go through. But um, yeah. But it's also see. interesting just to say, because actually this is something I was just thinking, like we, we know it's kind of like I, you know, I was bank first. I obviously had a bank account way before I had any crypto. So when, for me coming to it, um, which is like the experience of like 90% of the people now, um, like maybe 95 or whatever. Um, it is painful when you have to kind of do the key management you're like, what's the seed phrase, all of this stuff. But then once you're in like the user experience is actually way better because like now when I have to go and do something with a bank and I have to like, you know, um, do some painful onboarding, download some app, do, you know, all of this stuff, like phone someone yeah. up, even actually go into the store sometimes and, and show my physical passport. Um, it's not actually that good. Um, whereas once you, you know, you have your wallet set up and once you can do that, you can just interact with like any of these protocols, any of these dApps, like with a few clicks uh, from your wallet. So once you've got over that initial pain point, um, the UX experience becomes a lot better. Um, you just got to take that first dive. So I think yeah. we do it, we bash it a lot, but I think it's, it's, it's not perfect. The banking UX either as well. So we've got to always remember that. Yeah. yeah makes total sense. And this is exactly what Vandy is doing as well. And like helping those, 
um, non-tech-savvy users uh, bridge the gap to to get into crypto, to safely store your assets, to purchase mm-hmm. NFTs in a safe and easy way. Um, so it's definitely a long-term uh, mission and, and, and vision for us. About your vision, um, gamification and so will gamification um, of DeFi bring a new batch of adopters, or what is the the psychology or the vision behind this? And what's your vision on long-term? Will good ghosting always be that gamified space, or is it now to um, to adopt the first batch of users? Or yeah, how do you see that? Yeah, so we, I mean, we really are about gamification. We think it's like really powerful. It's a really, I mean, we've seen already with like, you know, Web2 products, like just how um, how powerful that tool has been to kind of, um, you know, hook people in and then build up those habits. And like, you know, we can do that to get people to build up good habits. Like a, an app, Web2 app that I really like is like, you know, Duolingo. And if you miss a streak, the, you know, owl is sending you angry messages and it's kind of, um, giving you that nudge to, to, you know, learn a language every day, which I think is an awesome thing. Um, so I think we can actually definitely apply this to, uh, finance and we can see this happening in a number of places. And in fact, even, you know, in FinTech, it is also gamified finance is also, you know, very much a, um, area that's developing and there's a lot of kind of, uh, products in that space as well. Um, I think with DeFi, we're actually like placed to, to play more interesting games though, right? Because like we can actually play social gamified DeFi, which you can't do really in like FinTech. Like you can have like goals-based savings uh, and stuff like that. Uh, but for something like what we're doing with Good Ghosting, like it wouldn't really be possible to do that with the, um, in the regular kind of FinTech space. Um, so I think that's actually something quite powerful that we can make these social games and the social aspects of it. And, you know, we are social animals. So I think that is something that's going to take us in. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can see like other projects in the space also kind of blending this merge of um, gaming and, and finance, you know, and I, I mean, it's natural, right? Because, you know, anything that's kind of on a, it's dealing with crypto has some sort of inherent value to it. Um, and then if you can also apply game elements to it, then it becomes quite interesting. Um, so we are very much um, in this space. I think it's going to be a really powerful tool to to onboard people because it's just much more fun. You know, like if you can get like cool NFTs and you can level up because you've, uh, you know, you saved regularly, that's actually putting you in a situation where you want to save, right? Rather than just being like, oh God, you know, can't be bothered. Um, and I think people, people like a challenge. Um, and also it's, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a definitely an interesting space to explore. I think particularly with the, the social element, I think that's something quite new to, to, to DeFi really that you don't have in, in FinTech. It is, it is super cool. Um, just to, to remind everyone listening, you can, you can ask your questions as well in, uh, in comments so that I can ask them directly to, um, to Rachel. Um, and Rachel, I, I still have a few questions open. Like one of the main questions that I have for most of the play to earn or DeFi or gamified uh, blockchain projects is, do you see this accessible for everyone in the world? Or is it going to turn more to uh, countries with a lower income, um, like with today's bounty hunters that we have? Um, and also for like for good ghosting when it's capped to 20 die a week mm. um, how do you see this evolve because yeah the, the amount of effort that you put in for some people it's it, it's, it's the not- same effort for everyone but for some people it, the reward is bigger than for others so how, how do you tackle this uh, so like a really good question um, so yeah like we did kind of intentionally build kind of version one our MVP with this um, kind of a goal to make it very accessible and not require like huge amounts of, of, of capital to partake in it. Um, but I can also like, just give a little bit of alpha. Like, uh, again, this will be something that comes out like again next year, but we will be actually like changing some things around. So there will be opportunity to um, pay in amounts that are, you know, larger and would be like maybe more appropriate for um, certain um certain income levels or certain like, you know, countries or whatever. Um, so we're going to make that a bit more flexible so that people can um, put more in if that makes it more valuable to them or it's, it's worth their time to do that. Um, so that will come. Um, but I think um, play to earn like, 
in terms of, um, I, I can't speak too widely on Playtime because I know it's just massively blown up this summer, obviously with Axie and everything. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually really amazing to see like, you know, what's, what's gone on in the ecosystem there. I think that's, they've done a phenomenal work there. Um, but in terms of like what, what we are doing, like we do want to make it, um, as I said at the beginning, I don't think we're ever going to build a product that's going to be truly for like a, a crypto whale. Um, but we will make it more flexible that it, you know, if you want to put like catering for people who maybe want to put like $500 worth, you know, a thousand, a couple of thousand in. So it won't just necessarily be just these kind of very small amounts that we're dealing with at the moment. Um, because you're right, like for some people, it's like maybe it's too many clicks and it doesn't, the effort that they'd have to do it, it, it may not be right for them. Um, but we still always want to cater for uh, people who don't necessarily hold those large amounts um, of, of capital as well. So it will, it will be a mix. It will be a mix. And I think we can accommodate those. All right. Great. Great to hear and great to have like an alpha league here. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Um, when I check the pools, indeed, it's like most of the pools are around 50 die, 40 die, uh, pool to wrap to eat. Um, and you had a big summer pool uh i don't know if we did was, do one yeah one. like i think it's concluded now but there was one where i said i think it was 100 or 200 die per week i yeah. think don't quote me on that um yeah so we did put that one out so i think we're also going to experiment with um different sums like we've we've pulled our community a lot though like we we ran a um one called solo community we launched that about four weeks ago and we actually asked our community like how much do you want to save and we ran a poll there and then they did get back to us saying that they wanted to save like uh like ten dollars worth so it was kind of similar to what we'd done before so we went with that um but i think it's yeah i think we should experiment with some like larger sums as well um there as well i can actually see a questions yeah. come through here um which is awesome. will i get my principal amount back when i save with good ghosting and how secure is the platform um so yeah this is a really good question um so yeah with good ghosting um, it's designed to be no loss. So like you will get your principal back. Uh, the only caveat on that is basically we do have a small early withdrawal fee. So basically we want to incentivize people to kind of to stick for the length of the pool, right? So if you miss a deposit and you wait to the end, um, you'll get your forward deposit back. If you withdraw like, you know, one week, two weeks in, then I think it's like a a, like a early withdrawal fee of like one percent, which actually goes back into the rest of the um, pool to be shared amongst the winners anyway. So we're just kind of incentivizing people to to kind of stick with it. And in terms of the security aspect of it, um, so we've had uh, we had two audits uh, done this summer. So we had one uh, by Quantstamp and one by Dadalb, and I think there's like links to that on our website, so you can actually go and check that out. You can actually check it out on their website as well. Um, so like that's kind of that's been our approach to security and we've had around like yeah we've had over 400k um like locked in our smart contracts as, as savings um over this summer um but i mean like it's anything with a, a smart contract i would always say like we we, we follow 100 best practice um we're getting audited but like any any kind of DeFi protocol like don't put every single penny of your last of your personal savings in it. Um, but yeah, we take security very seriously, um, and we'll be doing more audits as we kind of uh, as we iterate and improve the the platform as well. Okay, um, That's a great piece of advice. And then the follow up question, uh, I think you saw it as well. Is there a minimum lock in period? I think it, it depends. Yeah. Pool, right. Yeah. So it depends on the pool. So like we've been doing a lot of pools that. Um, you know, go for like a relatively short amount of time. So we've been doing them for around like a month uh, or five weeks. Uh, we are going to launch a some like longer pools as well. Actually, there'll be a longer pool coming on Cello like towards the end of the month. That's also a little bit of alpha there, um, which uh, which should also take maybe like um, like a higher sum. It'll be more of like a monthly payment than a like a weekly payment. Uh, so that will go on for a bit longer. You'll also get like with the longer. Um, pools you get a higher gg score because we kind of we gamify the score based upon like how much you put in um and how long the duration that it's there for um so if you want to get a high gg score look out for the longer pools uh but if you just want to play around we do kind of we, we typically have games that last like four weeks we've done we even did one that was shorter for celloween i think it was only like 
10 days or something. It was just more for people to get familiar with the platform as well. So we may do these kind of shorter games as well. Cool, cool. Um, another question, like on the brands. Um, the brands, because I asked this question um, for Sebastian from, from the Sandbox. And of course, the Sandbox is onboarding a lot of brands like um, uh, yeah, the... the Damn, the Snoop Dogg would be a big brand joining the sandbox. How, how do you see it for a good ghosting? Are brands also interested in incorporating with good ghosting to create pools or to do brand awareness? Um, are they banks or I don't know? Are there brands coming to you or only blockchain projects? We've been so far. We've only, we've um, only been collaborating with uh, blockchain projects. Um, although, like, I would definitely like to to see that kind of change in the future. So, if you are listening to this and you're a blockchain project or a non-blockchain project and you'd be interested in doing a collaborative pool, definitely uh, reach out to us. I, would, I think we are like a little earlier on in our, our journey than Sandbox, so I think it will come. Um, it'll just take a little bit of time. We do have in our smart contracts, um, as well as the, especially with Good Ghosting, we've, we've done a number of sponsored pools um, where you know you can pay in and the money is going to Ave or to Moolah on Celo, and that's kind of generating the yield. Um, but we also have this functionality where we can deploy like a smart contract and then give it like a sponsored ERC20 token. So that could be like literally any um, ERC20. And that would get um, at the end, that just gets split amongst everyone who was a regular saver. So it's sort of like um, like a pot to divide. So that's what we've done with um, a number of different um, uh, products. So for example, yeah, like this week when we launched with uh, Crypto Coliseum, they have their own ERC20 token and they were like kind enough to... Um, to sponsor some of that. We also did one with uh, Float Capital uh, for ETH Lisbon, where they also sponsored, um, they have a, a flipping ERC20 token, which is pretty interesting. Um, so we've been doing a lot in the in the, in the the blockchain space, but I think as we mature, we will definitely want to kind of reach out to those non-blockchain brands as well, for sure. Yeah, super cool. And I believe that brands will have NFTs in the near future and that they yeah. will maybe want to partner to give out the NFTs to regular savers on their pool with good ghosting. Um, so that people can then have the NFT of the brand and the utility attached to the to that NFT. So that might be yeah super cool to bring a brand to um, to DeFi and to mm. the closing. Um, one of yeah for me it's always always has been a tough question. Like when you do DeFi, um, as being a marketeer, you always want to know like who your users are. You want to get a lot of data on where they're from, how old they are. Uh, male, female, um, how active are they? What other interests do they have? H how do you tackle this with good ghosting? Do you have a lot of information about your users with uh, Google Analytics or how do you do it? Because it's, yeah, it's mainly on DeFi with a, uh, with a Web3, um, Yeah. We actually we're actually pretty low touch on the analytics um side of things. So um we do have some like analytics like on our website where we can track like numbers of of, of views and stuff. Um but we are like I mean we speak to our users a lot, so we're in the Discord with them a lot. We've done also um some user surveys. So we had um we also had a team member, Jesse, who had a kind of background in, in user research and he did um, both some quantitative and qualitative uh, work there to, to find out, um, you know, what kind of backgrounds people had, what they're looking to get out of uh, out of DeFi as well. Um, and it's something we'll be actively doing more of as, as, as we go. And like also looking at like, I mean, what we need to do is we have with our kind of version one of our smart contracts and, and where we've been, you know, the last um, six months that we've had our, our products out into the world, we have been more crypto native than the end vision for good ghosting um so now it'll be kind of like how do we research those users who are like crypto curious users who might be uh maybe they don't have like feenly or maybe they don't have you know uh, a wallet set up like that but they're kind of curious to know and they, they want to know so we need to like learn more about that so we will definitely be doing uh, more research i mean we can also like because it is the blockchain we do have the ability to kind of do some analysis on the um like addresses um that we get and we can see kind of what other protocols our, our users are, are doing although we haven't done a huge amount of that so don't don't worry if you want to use good ghosting we're not going to stalk your <laughs> your address too much um But um, yeah, we will be doing more research in terms of like, how do we get these, how do we onboard the non-crypto natives? This is the, the big question, yeah. really. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, yes, we have a few more minutes. If anyone from the audience want to ask a question, just put your question in a comment uh, on the stream that you're on and we will see you popping up here. Um, my last question would be a double question. Um, what what is the main what are the main challenges in creating such a product like good ghosting? Is it is it finding the right team? Is it the technology, finding the partners um, or building that community? And then my second question, the follow-up question on it would be, how did you start building that community around good ghosting? Because there are so many projects and so many people in DeFi with so much things going on, it's hard to grab people's attention. So yeah, mm. what are the main challenges and how did you uh, start like the very first community members? How did you uh, reach out to them? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good question. So I think, I mean, in terms of like the challenges that we have, it's like, pretty much with uh, any kind of like startup, it's like, there's so many challenges, like, you know, like um, hiring, we've actually been lucky to, you know, have quite a good network. So we've been able to kind of reach out from that. Um, so we are like, kind of following up the hiring process, but you know, it's always hard, always takes some time to hire good people. Um, growing the community, like, I think that's also been like, it, I don't know if it's a challenge, but it does take, you know, it takes work to be present and to actually like create stuff to uh, bring people in. And, and, you know, as you say, people do have limited bandwidth and the, and the space can be quite noisy. So like, um, how do you give something, how do you give the community something of value and a reason to be in your discord and, and not to be somewhere else? Um, I think that's also a challenge. Um, and then I'm just trying to think, uh, technically, like, you know, it's, it, it's always like, I mean, there are certain technical challenges to it and it's just always kind of the mixing, like, especially when you're a small team, there's like so many things that you want to do, um, that you know, are going to be amazing for the, for the project. Uh, but then how do you like decide what you're going to do and then, and kind of move the path forward. And I think that's why, like, I think definitely in the beginning, that's why it does make sense to have a little bit more of a centralized team because these sort of product management decisions are not, not easy and they're probably not going to difficult to be made in um in a collective way like uh, with the whole community um but um yeah in terms of, like how did we grow our original um community so we actually um this is another part of the good ghosting story origin story which um i didn't actually touch on yet so the original idea um was ideated at eth london but the current team that we have on it um aside from myself like i was at eth london um but at the current team um who also working on the project, we all met through Gitcoin kernel program uh, last summer. So we were in the Gitcoin kernel cohort one, um, which was a really amazing, um, it's kind of like a accelerator for people, I guess, slash incubator. So you can go as a, you can go with a project, you can go as a person, you can go as somebody who wants to, you know, start working in Web3, whatever your kind of goal is, they have, they accommodate quite a, a, a wide range of, of people. So we actually all met through um, Kernel and it's a really well connected community. We also, you know, we've met some investors and, and other kind of user testers through that. Um, I've also been um, part of, um, I mean, I've been in this space for since 2017. So I've, I've been in a member of like a number of different DAOs. So we're like I'm a member of uh, Metagamma Delta DAO, which is a DAO focused on, on onboarding women into the space. Um, so I had some contacts from there. Um, and then it's kind of just, um, yeah, I think we made the Discord probably about a year ago. Um, and then it just kind of over time, you know, people start to come in and come in. And the more you collaborate, the more, um, people come across from other communities and, and the more it does grow. Um, but yeah, it takes work. Uh, it definitely takes work. Um, and it just, just, um, just grows over time. Um, but yeah, I think as long as you're putting something out and I think so far, like the feedback we've had on the project has been uh, really good. People are really enjoying like the kind of saving challenges. They're really enjoying the NFTs. Um, so I think that definitely helps like having, you know, a kind of, a core product and a vision to kind of build that community around. Um, oh yeah, so that's the kernel um, web. That's the kernel uh, site. Actually, I'll, I'll do a little shout out for them because they they really did help us. I think they actually are now um, taking applications for the next cohort that's starting next year. So I would recommend if there's anyone listening here who either wants to get into Web three or they're in Web three already, but they want to like form a team or they want to raise money etc etc then like definitely check out gitcoin kernel it's a really amazing program to be part of 
Awesome. Yeah, it's kernel.community um, for people that want to want to join a cohort um, like Rachel did in the, um, in the beginning of hosting. Just, yeah, great pieces of advice. I believe that if you fall in a rabbit hole, um, go to hackathons, uh, talk with people on, on, on Discord, uh, look for tools or platforms like Kernel to, uh, to find co-founders. Um, and then, yeah, the other piece of advice that you shared is don't put all your money on the same uh, protocol uh, just to stay safe in the space. Uh, but yeah, good ghosting is super safe. Um, so on good ghosting, you, you, you have near to zero risk, yeah. I would say. Um, so that's, uh, that's super fine. Thank you so much, Rachel, for all of those, uh, all, all of your answers, all of those, um, great insights, uh, on DeFi, on NFTs, on, um, on Web3 and on good ghosting. Um, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of, of good ghosting. I tried it in the beginning. Um, and yeah, you're hiring. So if people are interested in being part of the community, um, yeah, a community manager, you're hiring. I don't know if you're hiring other profiles as well on good ghosting. Yeah, I mean, we're always interested to speak to developers, but community manager and and developers would be what we're looking for at the moment. Um, and also, yeah, just jump into our Discord and yeah, like also like in in to just chime into that advice. Um, don't be afraid to put some money into DeFi. You know what I mean? Just put some like experiment with some of these uh, protocols. You know, of course, I would say good ghosting. It is um, it's a it's quite a user friendly one to begin with, but like of course, not just good ghosting. Um, you definitely learn by this is a space where you learn by doing you know so the more you kind of do um the more you 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 know the more experience you get like you also get cool stuff like airdrops so it's it's like not a bad place to kind of uh, dip your toes into uh just you know in a sensible way yeah. with, with your spare money you know um and then quickly it becomes like you know suddenly it becomes like okay i've got way more money on my wallet than I do in my bank account um, because, you know, there's just possibilities here that aren't available in a traditional finance space, you know? Exactly. And it, it, indeed, yeah, you, you experiment um, or you learn while doing and experimenting and maybe you're going to lose some money somewhere, but you're going to uh, earn that back just by the things that you experimented and, and, and learned by doing so. So yeah, people um, experiment and talk with people, talk in discourse. I believe that this space is so open right now. Everybody want to help um, each other. So please go and jump into the uh, the Good Ghosting Discord. It's a great Discord um, with super smart people that uh, that can help you as well. So big, big, big thanks again, Rachel, um, for this. The, the talk is recorded and will be on our Spotify. So we will share this later. Um, and yeah, and, and any last words? Oh, yeah. Last question from my end, sorry, is um, we always ask, like, who should be our next guests? Um, who would you put on oh, stage? Okay, this is a, a question I've been put on the spot. Um, okay, so I'm going to say, like, uh, put it actually, and these are actually part of the original um, Good Ghosting team at East London, but Superfluid are doing some really interesting stuff with, like, programmable streams of, of uh, cryptocurrency. So check them out. Um, so, like, they might want to be a... I guess for you, so super fluid will be my answer for that. Okay, cool, super fluid, noted. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rachel, and uh, yeah, hope to see each other in real life soon at an event, and uh, we'll talk in uh, in the Telegram. Awesome, thanks, and thank you for having me on. Cheers. Always, bye bye. Thank you. I'm gonna introduce the next guest uh, for next week already. Um, that will be. Um, Shirak from Byconomy. So he will be talking about um, simplifying Web3 and how to make it user-friendly and also talking about the interoperability. And I believe that we're going to talk uh, about guestless transactions as well. So it's going to be a little bit more technical with, uh, with Shirak from uh, Byconomy. So I hope to see you. It's going to be in two weeks, so November 18th. Uh, and I will see you here or on um, another channel or in the Spotify and the podcast. Bye-bye.